Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken, where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. Ken, this is episode 35. That's it, 35. 35 episodes strong. How are you feeling this week? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, I'm good. Uh, besides the uh, immense leg pain mm-hmm. from leg day. Yeah. Um, and basketball yesterday, where mm-hmm. I uh, completely obliterated my legs. Mm-hmm. So um, everything has been a crawl yeah. rather than a, a walk. Yeah. A very, very uh, pitiful old man walk mm-hmm. but yeah besides that I'm, I'm i'm good i'm feeling healthy i'm feeling good still uh doing what i need to do uh been a very busy week so far yeah um i'm i think i was just telling you just before we got into this um i'm making if if like, you know I, I say every now and again i'm a maths teacher and right. i'm someone that's uh i make maths videos on youtube as well yeah. so i'm just spending a lot of this summer holiday uh trying to put some of that together so uh yeah man um, I'll plug that stuff later on when it's important. But mm. yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. How about okay. you, Tony? How, you, how you been? I've been good, man. Like to be honest, not a lot been uh, not a lot's been happening with me. Mostly because um, I've been locked in the house. I've been quarantining. Um, it seems like everybody in my 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 life seems to be getting COVID. First, it was my my girlfriend, then now recently is my brother. And like this this this. This kid, man, uh, he's a bit of a weird one. So, like, he's been he's been having symptoms for a while. Obviously, he got the confirmation. He comes home and he's like following me into the t- the the kitchen. I'm thinking, dude, dude, like, you think you got co- go into your room? Don't follow me. So, obviously, immediately take um, a test. Um, thankfully, it's negative. I've been able to fight off these germs. Thankfully, it's like it goes back to that thing that I I mentioned the last time, right? This belief that you know the the the, the virus has been going on for a while now. And it's tricked it's tricked some people into thinking, yeah, you know, this this virus ain't touching me. So far, I've been like free for free in terms of di- dipping it from the people um, that I've been exposed to. So I've just been I've just right, been right. quarantining from it. Uh, so not not a lot not a lot has been happening. Just you know, absorbing what little content as uh, there is out there. Um, less in terms of shows and TV, more in terms of gaming actually, which is an idea that I've had for the future. I've actually um, thought about having a, another separate co- podcast. I'm not going to reveal the name now just in case somebody wants to try and steal it, but it's going to be like a <laughs> game, video game focused um, podcast, you know, a little bit of retro, a little bit of new, a little bit of the industry here and there. Uh, but yeah, no, I've been playing this uh, game called The Ascent, dope cyberpunk theme game where you, you kind of live in this subterranean society of high tech futurism, okay. but it's like, it's all uh, run by various companies and conglomerates, but the company that pretty much owns you, you place a, a character that's called uh, indentured. So these people that are literally owned by these companies, but your company, the Ascent Group, basically goes bankrupt. And across the game, another company called the the Y Group, uh, they come in and basically steal all of the assets. And the way they steal all the assets from it is basically guns blazing. Like uh, a a corporate takeover in this game is literally you're taking it over with an army. Uh, and it's like it's a twin stick shooter. It's pretty fun. Dope graphics. It runs like a dream. Um, I've also tried out this. Uh, it's not necessarily new. Um, it's an old game called Hades. It's just recently come out on on Xbox. Uh, again, another top down. It's a it's a roguelike. I won't go into explaining what a roguelike is. If you know, if you don't know, there's Google. Uh, but that's been fun. I've only really touched it. But tonight, I've actually been really interested because they've just released the Black Panther expansion for uh, Marvel's Avengers, which is a game yeah, that's yeah, it's a game that's suffered from a little bit of uh, not great public image 
you know, um, it's left people a bit sour. But apparently, this expansion is actually doing big things. Generally, he's been getting like really pos- uh, positive buzz. So I'm looking forward to playing it tonight. I think it just became active at 4 p.m. So I got a massive download patch to uh, a patch to download. Sorry, um, but other than that, I've been I've been I've been Gucci, baby. Uh, you know, nothing nothing right, so special. So has been chilling, playing games. I like it. I like it. Yeah, man. Um, I guess that's a one way to fill up your time when you're waiting for other shows and films that we actually want to watch until they come out right dude that's so, why you fill yeah, up your that, time when you can't go out and you're quarantining like that's it that's so it. but uh let's uh let's get into the news i'm not Hugh lewis but this is the news ken um what's been happening in the news on your end like what you've been hearing out there in these streets um a couple of things um mm-hmm. uh, one thing that i've been watching quite intently is mm-hmm. the production on the uh avatar last Airbender and the live action series that's right. going to come out on netflix that's a and, weird one um yeah yeah i mean like uh, just to give people a slight brief history uh mm. of this uh, uh the creators of avatar the last airbender mm-hmm. they have been um uh, they they had a, an amazing knockout knockout the park show mm-hmm. with the last airbender came out on nickelodeon yeah and from then, they have been getting consistent praise for years. And then what happened, they finally got their big break yeah. to take the property uh, through Nickelodeon with the director of M. Night Shyamalan to make it a live-action film. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first heard this, when I first saw the trailer, I lost my mind because right. um, I, was, I, I am and I still am a huge fan of that franchise, of that world. Yeah. And, you know, it's only the realisation set it in until I started using common sense about some of the things that would probably happen on this film so M. Night Shyamalan was directing it and yeah. the directing uh, the directing or, or the direction the film went unfortunately was terrible I'm not going to get too much into it was, it was what, it, it, it was it was it was abysmal uh, but once again I don't want to get too much into it we can save that for a potential future episode where we just review terrible terrible films mm-hmm. um, but uh, this taught the creators of Avatar Last Airbender nope never again we, we ain't trying to do ourselves dirty like that like because you know when it becomes a film if you're not the director, all you can do is offer opinion. But, you know, the director or the person in charge of the production has final say. And yeah. that's not them. So that's the situation they were in. And then what happened with the film? I feel like they probably didn't like a lot of it, but they couldn't say anything because why would they tank uh, a film that they were uh, that they were putting together? So after that, fast forward a little bit, they made... Um, Legend of Korra, once again, mm-hmm. really good show. Got divisive in certain places, but really, really good show. And now I'm hearing about they were helping put together and produce um, uh, Last Airbender on Netflix. And then the unthinkable thing happened. Uh, and the most logical, and on well, the most logical thing happened. They dropped out. They dropped out of the production. They gave a very, 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 very sweet and politically correct uh, send-off and goodbye and a very, very vague reasoning for why they're leaving but i i saw it as them saying mm, that the production isn't going the way that we think it should go and last time we was in the situation m knight did what he did so they were like nope we're washing our hands from this we don't like the way it's going and that's absolutely fair because these guys from the stories that they've told so far have been amazing and for them to feel like oh we don't like this means that from their creative mind space they don't see it as being true to their material. Right. And they're not going to get, like, fool me once. You know what I mean? That, that, that's, that's that's the general feeling I got yeah. from this. 
So they've still pushed forward with production. There's been little rumblings here and there. The biggest rumbling, which I'm worried about, is the uh, casting. Well, mm. I'm, I'm worried about it not because of the uh, who they've casted. No, I'm worried about it because of what the casting might mean or how people react to casting, which right. is the exact same way that everyone reacts to castings anytime someone comes out mm-hmm. uh, to be anyone. Remember when people reacted to Hugh Jackman when he became Wolverine? Right. People were fuming. I remember when people reacted to uh, the Joker, Heath Ledger. People mm. were few. Oh, people were fuming. But right. when um for Batman, uh, Batflick, people were fuming, and I was right. like, "Yo, have you seen his jaw? Like he can train, and I can really anticipate. I hope it doesn't go like this because the uh, main characters have finally been revealed in terms of the actors and the actress mm-hmm. for Katara, Ang, Sokka, and uh, Zuko. They're all and Asian, they're, aren't they're, they're, they? Um, indigenous and Asian. Indigenous. Yes. Well, when you say indigenous, because, what do you mean indigenous? So you know, um, I'm not too sure. The so you know, like uh, people that from the North Pole, North, North Pole or South Pole, uh, right. Eskimo, okay, uh, type indigenous, indigenous yeah. for soccer and Katara, understandably right. because okay, uh, because of that. And then I think it is uh, I can't, I don't know which Asian uh, the other kids are, but they are Asian. Right. That is so, that is very I'm, specific. Um, casting. I think it's worth like having a conversation in the future about casting, race casting, gender casting, because I think um, it's fascinating in the sense that you know we're living in this world that's um, it's it's become um, almost super PC to the point you know it's easily to uh, to get cancelled for for everything you can do. Like it, it it can link into something that I might discuss later as well. But I think it's fascinating that um, they've gone the route of like you know the people from uh Katara and and Osaka's village being you know um what I think the term is like Inuit or I don't think you can use yeah. the term Eskimo anymore um oh my bad uh but like um, uh, no. I think one of the tribe is Inuit tribe I, I don't think all mm. people from those pol- uh, from those areas are the same tribe but uh it seems it seems interesting to go that far I think one of the issues when we run into um this PC culture is like, no, this character is this, so therefore it has to be this race. It's like, you know, given the fact that uh, The Last Airbender is completely fictional, it's a fictional world, fictional lands, we are superimposing their map upon our planet and therefore saying this has to be like that. I'm not saying it should be like M. Night Shyamalan's movie where like it's mostly whitewashed and in the place of the villains, just strictly South Asian, not even East Asian characters. Um, the cartoon's very much inspired by, you know, the East Asian culture and, you know, yeah, Inuit yeah. as well. So, like, you could assume the identification of these characters is the typical, what would people believe the East Asian look of, you know, Japanese, Chinese. I, I would say it, it's different rules for different properties and different right. series. Yeah. Because with this, yeah, they're trying to stay as close yes. based off of the inspirations and just like I said, superimposing their map onto ours and saying, okay, these people from here and they look like this and they were in this cold place. So therefore we're going to make people like that. And that's what we saw in the series as well. Like, because people from the North and South tribes Mm -hmm. were relatively uh, darker than uh, the rest of the people from the different nations. Yeah. Uh, But then you go across the pond to, you know, uh, anime. Yeah. We have people with the whole plethora of rainbow, Hairs, and then we get P, uh, shows like Naruto, for mm-hmm. example, 
where he's clearly blonde and blue eyed. Yes. Like I cannot imagine a white kid for live action. I don't think right. people will even people will lose their minds. Even yeah. though it doesn't make logical sense. But then again, we got, you know, black people with blonde hair. Yeah. So so like genetics in this universe is kind of all over the place. It is all over so the place. So maybe and... Naruto is Asian in the show, but yeah. he happens to have blonde hair and, and blue eyes. It, it's whatever you make of it. Isn't it? it is whatever you make or, or, of it. So the with qu- the whole thing of M Night Shyamalan, with the whole race bending and yeah. like changing uh, the races, I, I I just I always saw because I, I don't know I don't know about you, but I always saw the Fire Nation, uh, uh, all the other nations as you know, well I saw the Fire Nation as as quite Chinese mm-hmm. um, or, or inspired heavily by Chinese. Even some of their features, yeah, I saw Earthbenders as you know can't even say black but i, I didn't guess. i didn't I, I saw the whole thing as like, asian to be honest actually, if i'm being yeah yeah no no sorry embossing say heavily yeah. asian apologies yeah. um the so whole show I, gave I guess, me asian inspirations at no point yeah, did i see any character no. and think that character could be caucasian so it was seemed like exactly. it seemed i think the bigger issue because i thought it was an interesting t- attack that he took to make different regions being different asian races i think that's interesting the problem that he ran into is that you made the white characters hero heroes and you made all of the south asian characters the villains all of the brown people were the bad guys and all of the white peoples were the good that is problematic Uh, but the flip side of it is this right isn't it not equally problematic like something like naruto to have him blonde haired and blue eyed, you just stick con- blue contact lenses on a Japanese person. Now, obviously, you read that in Japan, they know the deal. For them, all of their characters are Japanese because it's Japanese created, right? And Naruto is one of the biggest Japanese animes or cartoons, whatever you want to call it, you know, mm-hmm. known to man, right? But it's like, does anybody look at, you know, Japanese actor X with blue contact lenses on? Like say, yo, that's not right. Or they say, no, it's fine because it's Asian. It's an Asian property. And they say, well, you know, Sasuke sometimes has red uh, eyes. What's the difference there? It's like, well, there's no story reason for Naruto having blue eyes. He just had blue eyes because he has blue eyes. Um, it. I think it depends how close you want to stick to the adaptation because you can be super, super, super strict mm-hmm. and say, all right, cool. I want to make this character... I want to look for the most realistic person in this world that looks like, for example, Naruto. Yeah. And that is, you know, a white kid with blonde hair and blue eyes. Or they can be as flexible and do exactly what we're saying. Like just an Asian guy with blue contacts and and, and blonde eyes. And you can do the same thing with, uh, you know, all the other characters with pink hair, blue hair, purple hair, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. It really depends on how accurate you want to make it. In the West, we go in a different way of not necessarily making it super accurate. Right. Where we'll just recast people that are uh, a particular race from the source material. Yeah. And they swap the race or swap the gender. So they they stop making it about uh, um, the the visuals and more mm. about the plot. Well, some, some films and TV shows, the plot is bad. And yeah. they do stuff like this. And it, 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 it's annoying. But when, when it comes to... Uh, sticking to something yeah they get quite flexible with it i think um, i think they used yeah. to i've been noticing a lot with the cartoons like you can give an example like big mouth where a lot of the people that voiced uh quote-unquote ethnic characters have either quit you know a lot of them publicly and say like no 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 
after five seasons, I think it's no longer okay for me to be voicing this fictional little black girl. And I'm giving I, up my role. I would say a bit different. I don't think it is. I think it's the same I, I, thing I, I, where we flipped over and it's become so PC. Because I didn't... Well, no, no. In, in relation to what we're talking about, I right. think it's a bit different. Because um, you're, you're saying... Because, uh, yeah, I remember when that all happened, when mm-hmm. um, the white actors that played other races, they decided to just step down from it. Um, what we was just talking about was, um, from the get-go, swapping out a character that was a particular ethnicity completely mm-hmm. with a different uh, ethnicity. And, you know, whoever voices it, or, well, no, whoever's acting on it, that's that. Right. But with voice acting, it's now, there's a bit of a uh, a rupture. Because yeah. it is one race portraying another race. Whereas yeah. when you're recasting someone uh, to act out someone, it's usually the person that is speaking mm-hmm. and the character is synonymous. But with this one, the voice and the represented character in the animation is not... So yeah, I I find I think it is a slight difference. I I don't really see your point, um, because the way I see it is like the point that I'm making is this, right? You know, you was making the point that we're a bit more flexible here in the West. I think we used to be. I was just giving an example where that has started to change. Where is it is flexible with with changing race? I think I think we were. I think a lot of times now it seems like they're being as much as they were trying to be colorblind with their casting for better or for worse. Because like I think it was commendable when they were doing things like we have a character in the script they're originally white, but we have actually found an actress that's black, and we're going to change the character because we really want this actress. I think that's a positive step. I think um, another um, the the opposite of that is saying basically like oh, we got this character and it's white in the book, so we're going to keep it white for the film. I think that's a different thing, right? Um, Mm. In terms of the voice acting thing, the problem I have with it is that it takes away the idea of acting, right? The whole, all of this process, right? When it comes to the the process of make-believe and play, you know, this, this is what acting was called before. Like what we still do now when you do the theater, it's a play. You're playing, you're play acting, you're pretending. Um, we've, we've set a standard where it's become a bit dangerous now where people can't pretend anymore. Everything has to be literal. So it can get to a point where it's like, obviously with the cartoons is different, right? People felt certain mm-hmm. type of way of a white voice actor voicing a black character and the fucked up thing about that is excuse my language but we're being very very selective with this because we're being strict on one side but allowing it on another side where i i say that they're being strict on one side is that okay all of these white voice actors for these cartoons no no it's not cool anymore and they're saying okay you know you're right we shouldn't we shouldn't have done that we're changing it so apu from the simpsons and all of that even though he is a stereotype but that was the whole joke yeah. in the in the first place, but that joke has lost its context. Um, but another situation where they've kind of like nobody said anything and shrugged their shoulders is that have you played the uh, Uncharted Four? Oh, if he's going to say God Among Us, uh, Aquaman. I mean, he looks heavily blonde haired and white. Yes, but he's voiced, but he's played by a black guy. But the thing is, nobody's going to say anything about that because it goes it goes yeah. into a deeper issue of like you know black people we are the underdogs so we kind of like it's okay for us to do it 
but it wouldn't be okay on the other side. I feel like if there's a white character, it's okay for a white person to voice it, a black person to voice it, an Asian person to voice it. Now, if there's an Asian character, it can only be Asian. If it's a black character, it can only be black. Mm. I don't know whether that's a good or bad thing, but it is where it is. But where we're being selective with this is that in Uncharted 4, there's a character mm. in it called Nadine, who is very much South African, white South African, right? Um, maybe you can argue she's mixed okay. race, but she's white South African. Uh, she's black, sorry, she's black South African. Um, okay. And she is voiced by Laura Bailey, so one of the, 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 the best voice actors in the game. Um, mm. But she is very much white. I don't know whether she has okay. any other mixed heritage, but for the most part, I think she identifies all Caucasian. Nobody has said anything about that. That I don't think for the most part in, That's interesting. in the gaming I thought there'd be a bit media, of for that. Nothing. Not to this day have I heard any negative connotation when it comes to... Maybe, maybe it's different for games because... It hasn't because yeah, even in the gaming industry, there's been cases of that in other games and people have criticized it. Yeah, voice acting. So it's like, it's very, very mm. selective. I remember way, way, way back when with the God of War game, right? When people find out that the guy voicing Kratos was black. Yeah, it's black, yeah. And people had some type of feeling about that. But there's been two iterations of Kratos. Kratos, who is Greek, voiced by two black actors. And, you know, Chris Judge has not been. So it's very weird, this selectivity. And I'm, I'm worried about it's going to reach a point where, like, a British black actor, which I've seen this complaint as well. A lot of Americans oh, have this it's complaint. Been, it's been rife. <laughs> it's that been rife. Black, black British character, uh, actors can't play black American actors, right? So it's going to reach the point where if you ain't from well, South wait, Central are you LA. Are that's now becoming a thing? Because I think, opposite is still very true. Yeah, I think it's becoming a thing and it's going to become a dangerous thing that it's like, oh, no, if you're not from South Central LA you can't play that black person from South Central LA that lived in, uh, in a house on this street and he, he, he was living with a single mother and has a specific freckle on the back of the neck. If you don't fit that criteria of that character, you can't play him. And it's like, what, how, many, how many steps do we have to get, go to until it's the case? It's like, well, if we're doing a biopic on Tupac, well, that's just clone Tupac at the, at the end of the day. Like, what's the point of casting anybody at all? So, like, you want the person to be exactly that person? That's clone Tupac. That's resurrecting from the dead. There's an overlap. Um, uh, and that's and which has caused a lot of these issues. The overlap is ethnicity mm-hmm. and culture. I think when it gets deeper. ethnicity comes into it. I yeah, think yeah, it gets yeah. deeper. Uh, I mean, oh, oh it, it definitely gets deeper. But, you know, when you look at it, from where people are shouting from. Mm-hmm. People seem to be shouting from these different mountains right. that seem to overlap, which is culture and ethnicity. Yeah. So when it comes down to culture, just like you were saying about, oh, they have to be from that specific place when X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know, understandably, they might have a better understanding of it. And you can even come up with different ideas or different scenarios where you have certain races yeah. or ethnicities that, you know, might may or may not get things in particular. Um, but then the minute you know, let's say an extreme situation, let's say there was someone that was from that area mm-hmm. that knew about all that stuff, that experienced a lot of that stuff, but they happened to be white, yeah. not black. Are, are, are they less, you know, suited to play that role? Of right. course not. Like, it, it's, it's silly. But then you even look at um, the creators of The Last Airbender. Right. These people are, surprise, surprise, they are white. Right. They, they, they are people that respected the culture. Mm-hmm. This is what I mean. They knew the culture. They may not be the ethnicity 
but they know the culture. They felt inspired. And you can even think they, they were inspired and then they showed their love through their creation. And the amount of times that I've seen people that, you know, tick certain boxes uh, um, uh, of their ethnicity mm. and they're not about certain, you know, cultures. Like some people are from specific places in the world that craziness will happen, but they don't identify with that culture. Right. You know what I mean? People are just outliers from it. So it, it's tricky. I, I see it as that is the the level one of it all. Like people can't remove ethnicity from culture. It's not even and just it, it, ethnicity. It, it's hurting. It's, it's regionalism as well, right? Like, so a perfect example is like, a lot of people forget this, but Andrew, Andrew Garfield, when he was cast as Spider-Man, he was criticized yeah. for being like, oh, why is this British person playing this American icon? Well, yeah, that's, 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 that's culture, right? But the messed up thing is, he's that's American. Culture. He was born in Los Angeles. Yeah, but see, but, but see where, how where, this where is grow, see how this is messed up. But now. where did he grow up? He, he grew up both. He he was part uh, part part grew up in Los Angeles. Part grew up in England. Obviously, he's got an English accent, so he spent more time in uh in England. But he identifies as being an American British guy. Same thing as Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell's got an English accent. Yeah. She was born in America. So this is the thing that I'm talking about. It gets so insidious now that it's like, where do we draw the line? This guy. <laughs> is american born like it gets a bit ridiculous when you're trying to make the arguments like well this guy's not american it's like oh no yes he is you need to take that back oh he's not american enough it just reminds me of yeah it's like um you know how people will be revoking the black card when some pe- certain people don't be doing things oh yeah you're like, not black enough mm. you're not oh you're you're, you're, you you're black adjacent she ain't black enough wait well, why do you sound like that yeah nah nah you ain't black enough you you're an oreo it's uh, it's, it's silly and i always found that so strange it's silly but let's let's like, move on I, from I that saw, I, a... saw, I saw it recently actually uh on instagram right. there was a um and some people were quite down on it so it, it, it was it was nice little fun it was like oh how out of the 50 uh black films mm-hmm. how many have you actually watched and you know i'll send it to you when i find it right but people listening there was a um there was an instagram post where someone posted 50 uh, quintessential black films in right. the last 30 years or so. Yeah. And then they were just asking people, how many have you watched? Right. Um, almost like a black check. Yeah. Um, I got 14 out of 50. Yeah. Only because a lot of those films were chick flicks. And I'm like, nah. I wouldn't be surprised if 80% of them were Tyler Perry movies. And suffice to say, if that's the criteria, oh, no, I've they already weren't. failed. They, they weren't. I think there was maybe... I don't remember seeing a single Tyler Perry film. Oh, or, no, that's shocking. The Tyler Perry film, I didn't know. Right. You know what I mean? I, I didn't know what the name of it, but Tyler Perry was not heavily represented. On, okay, on that, that is shocking. Because most of the time when they do lists like this, especially in America, it's like, oh, you don't watch no Tyler Perry movies? Wait, you ain't black. You ain't no it black, man. It was almost man. as if they were purposely not trying to add Tyler Perry from this list. I mean, anyway, like, the point sucks. I was trying to make is, it, remi- it reminds me of how people do use these really small things yeah. to check you know, your credibility or, you know, oh, you ain't stupid. from around here. Oh, you ain't black. Oh, you ain't really this. You ain't really that. It's, you ain't really Asian. It's stupid. The worst thing about it, you see it the most when you go back to Africa. Mm-hmm. You know it, what I mean? It, like, you go, you know, I mean, like, you, you go back there right. and then even though you're trying to represent yourself here in Britain or America yeah. or wherever you're from, when you go out there, the minute they hear that little twang in your accent, yeah. they just call you white. But do you know what's the irony white. of it? So is that when you meet a Nigerian person, right, that will judge you. Not even just say a Nigerian, but an African person that will judge you for, like, yeah. not being African enough, right? But there and there, they're speaking with an American accent and they haven't stepped one foot in America. <laughs> 
Like, there's so many Africans out there, like yeah. be it Ghanaian or Nigerian, that will speak to you with this weird, like, oh, come on, man. You're not, you're not street like me, man. You do not know. Nah, me. And it's like, nah, me, man. I'm straight gully, man. I'm straight gully. You don't know me, bro. And it's like, bro, have, bro, you, been, have you been to... You're so ironic about all of this. Yeah, what's that? Um, I remember watching, because um, my boy sent me uh, Battle Rap from Nigeria. And I was like, oh, what? yeah. I was losing my mind. I was like, oh, snap. They're going to have like African-speaking people right. doing battle rap. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to get ready for this. Let me get comfortable. Yeah. I hit play and they all sound American. Yeah. And they, they, they probably me, never set foot in America. They probably never they have never, set foot in America. It's like, it's, I think it's one thing to like play act and put on an American accent. Just like, you know, we all do it. We've been influenced by America, right? But like yeah. to literally your primary, your, you, you're literally from Congo. Right, like I'm from Congo, right? Never and imagine I've never been to America before, and I'm talking about man. I'm from the mean streets of Congo, man. You do not know, bro. I am sick with it, man. I'm from the streets, man. It's, it's like, what are you doing? But let, let's let's move on to another piece of news, right? I wanted to mention this one quick thing. So you know, with the madness of uh, Disney and Scarlett Johansson, right? Disney be wilding, man. <laughs> Disney's been wilding, but I didn't want to touch on the Scarlett Johansson thing because that's still pending. We haven't got any more news on that. Only thing we do know is that Scarlett Johansson is signed up to do a Wes Anderson movie, which is no big deal, right? What's interesting, though, around the time of Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit, uh, we also heard, and I don't know whether it was a rumor or confirmed or whatever, but Emma Stone was going to be suing uh disney as well for what happened with cruella because same situation simultaneous release on disney plus premium access and cinemas now the funny thing is is that there's just a report that just came out that she signed up to do the sequel of cruella and i'm just like oh okay so either it's the case they probably paid her to you know kill the lawsuit or maybe the lawsuit was just strictly a rumor um but it's a bit it's a bit nuts right it's like because it suffered the same consequences you know big budget movie uh there's probably money promised on the back end it didn't probably make as much money as expected um but she's willing to sign up for the a sequel now if we're talking about order of magnitude in terms of who's the bigger actor scarlett johansson emma stone i'll argue uh Mm. scarlett johansson is the bigger actor but what what do you think happened there? Like my suspicion is, Emma Stone reached an agreement with Disney. Disney might have like kicked out some payment on the back end and probably gave her promises for the sequel, maybe even a bigger salary for the sequel. And she said yes. Whereas with Scarlett Johansson's situation, that was her last gig with Marvel. That was her last contractual obligation, and she was promised certain things. And when it came down to neco- negotiate the possibility of how to reimburse her for possible losses due to their strategy, there was no conversation to be had. So that's why she followed through with the lawsuit. That's my suspicion. What do, what do you think? It, it does sound like uh, um, how deep are you into uh, Disney at the moment? Right. So what I mean by that is Scarlett Johansson, like you said, it was her last outing mm-hmm. as Scarlett Johansson uh, as a Black Widow. Yes. So it's almost like, all right, cool. You're on your way out. So... There's nothing to lose. Oh yeah, <laughs> screw you. Middle Whereas fingers up. When, when, you know what I mean? So when you've got like what, three films contracted or whatever mm-hmm. uh, happening, which we're going to get onto in a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, cool. 
we can come to an agreement because we can kind of bend the rules and like, sorry, we did you wrong, but yeah. you know, we'll promise you this because you, we've got a couple more films of you. We're going to help you out. We're going to push you. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. Mm. We're going to get you, give you those residual type uh, promises or, or benefits to all of this, not just monetize, monetary, mm-hmm. but maybe roles and X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Because you see that a lot of the actors with Emma Stone because she's on the approach. And this assuming that the, the lawsuit or the potential lawsuit is going through with her. Yeah. Um, you know, on her way, she's still got at least another film, maybe another one after that, mm-hmm. uh, to round off a trilogy for the Cruella mm-hmm. uh, franchise. Well, in terms you of know, the report, the, the sign-up is just yeah. recent. So I don't think she was necessarily obligated in terms of like she already had a free picture deal. So it implies yeah. she she signed off off the back, right? Now, in terms of the point that you made of, uh, with um, the whole getting money off the back end, she did have that in her original contract off of the first mm. Cruella. Mm. And the case is the rumours was she was going to court because like Scarlett, she didn't get her back ends. And the claim is she didn't get her back ends because it didn't make enough on the box office. Um, again, that's some crazy stuff. I'm looking to see how all of this rolls out, man. I think the way well, Marvel Disney has handled yeah. this in terms of Scarlet, this is not great. This is not how you potentially... Optics are not good. It's, n- it's not great. This is not how you potentially no. um, attract new talent in the future. And this is not how you necessarily... The people that are working with you now will be like, yo... Do well, they've I changed s- how they do contracts, haven't they? Yes. So in the future, it's like you that. get like a one picture deal from now on and it's not going to yeah. be like exorbitant which you know i think they regret in certain things that they did with with robert downey jr i think with robert downey jr chris evans and chris hemsworth they those guys made a lot of money and i think stupid money stupid money and i think scarlett johansson also being there from pretty much day dot you know arguably just slightly later with iron man 2 but day dot and she's probably made a fraction of what the other guys have and if that is truly the case because i do not know her financials um there's a, probably a strong case to be made for sexism and, and favoritism or nepotism whatever you want to any tisms you know that you want to stick on it um she could probably make a case for it and i'm i'm fascinated to see where it goes I, any opportunity to stick it to to disney as much as i i love what they've done with marvel and star wars Except for the movies, uh, so basically what they've done with the TV shows, let me put it that way. Yeah. Uh, any opportunity to stick it to them for their greediness because they've made a lot of money off of the MCU, like what they've amassed off of the 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 you know the budget versus their profits, like they've made an investment of maybe about eight yeah. billion off of the movies I mean, and made off of thirty billion. That's stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't care so much about the silly amount of money that they made. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't want them to, like, um, show their evil side. Uh, or, or be evil, sorry. Not even show their evil side. Well, they, they are be, evil. Be evil. We know general. this. They are evil. And, and, you know, no, we, we know this. Yeah. Because when, when we look at some of the things that have happened, they, they like, oh, someone's causing a bit of trouble, fired. Mm-hmm. James Gunn. Like, oh, you said something crazy. Fired the lady from Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, Scarlett Johansson, you're making a little bit of noise about something we promised you. Okay, cool. We're gonna be snarky in our response. You know, see, it's weird. It's like it feels like big business just 
looking down on the uh on the little people and just be like all right cool your your, your stuff is good don't forget don't forget in this i can end your life in a split second that's what it feels like with this i don't even think that's the and it only... doesn't, and that's not the and that's the brands that people are slowly seeing more and more of that's that's not even the only side of the evilness i'm talking about i'm talking about some of the the truly heinous stuff in terms of like so you know when they were shooting mulan the the live action mulan oh uh, the place where the region where they were shooting it right? yeah the region it was not far from where like this was in yeah, in communist china where all of the, the 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 those those muslim people were locked up Like that's messed up. Yeah, yeah. Like I that's mean, a different we can kind sit here of and like, talk about all the evilness that they've done. We can, we can. Like, even instead of talking about I mean, all of the evil, Ken, let's talk about some of the the positives. Ken, let's talk about some of the stuff that we watch. What some of the positive stuff that the company that we've been slating for has been doing? I mean, we don't necessarily have to talk about them straight away, not to make us look like hypocrites. But um, uh, what's what's some of the stuff I mean, you watch? Because I feel like you've actually had the opportunity to watch more stuff than me. Like, what's what? What do you want to actually um, talk about? I mean, like, uh, we're pressed for time anyway. Mm-hmm. I think we did get into a nice little debate. But uh, the thing that I want to talk about is the ones that I genuinely uh, enjoyed. Yeah. And the ones that I uh, am frustrated with as well. Mm-hmm. So um, quite a few things have come out. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to mention everything, but the things that we should definitely talk about is What If series that came out on Disney Plus. Oh, and yeah. And also yeah. Titans. Yeah. That came out on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I think the first three episodes dropped. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Can I just run through quickly... Um through the lower deck so lower decks uh is a star trek animated show uh but it doesn't focus on the like you know the big adventures of the star trek team like you know the next generation with captain picard or you know uh the live action show discovery or even the movies it's actually talking about you know the the the, the unsung heroes the people that kind of just working in the lower ranks uh it's absolutely hilarious tv show season two just dropped episode one um I really, really liked it, but I found it to be too self-referential. The whole episode was so focused on these are all of the Star Trek references we can stick into one episode, which the previous season was like, um, but it was sparingly, Where uh, whereas this one is like, uh, season two is the opportunity to forge your own references that maybe another show in the future would reference from you, but the whole episode was like reference to other stuff. And I thought that was very disappointing, although it was still a fun episode, but that's all I have to say on that. One. It, it's well, it, it's a, it's the first episode. Yeah. So I, I'll give them that at least. So maybe hopefully the rest of the season isn't like that. Cause I completely yeah. agree. Some of the things that they're talking about, I was like, what? Yeah. Not that deep into start uh, into this universe. I think, I actually, think it might be great for you know, people really like you. What's, what's going on? I think is that, that I think that'll actually be great for people like you because my suspicion is that was an attempt to get people interested into the wider Star Trek lore that if you came was like, wait, I don't get that reference. Maybe you might be curious enough to, because all of this stuff is online, right? You know, Next Generation, Voyager, DS9, it's all on Netflix. So if you have got Netflix, yeah. you'd be like, yo, maybe I'll find out what that reference is really about. Maybe not. It depends on how much this show is willing to convert you into a Trekkie. On that note, I have to actually say something. So um, mm. before we get into the other stuff like Titans, I wanted to mention that me and Ken have plans to be at the MCM Comic-Con this year. Um, for all of you lot listening that are actually into Comic-Con, come down, check us out. I'm definitely going to be in costume. I got my costume. I don't know whether I shall divulge quite yet what my costume is. Ken, are you going to be in costume? 
Um, I'm in the process of putting some stuff. Together. You are in the process of. We're going to be in costume. We'll be there. Hopefully, we see you there as well in costume because we're planning to actually record stuff. This is going to be going straight onto our YouTube. We're going to be interviewing people, other cosplayers, other creators of comic books, whatnots, and hear that. And it's going to be exciting stuff. I'm really excited for it. I'm very pumped. And hopefully we get to see you there. I digress. That was a, a little shameless plug there for the future. But um, yeah, the, the lower decks was fine. We don't need to talk about too deep on that one. Uh, let's talk deep on, I think since you have a, a lot of thoughts on Titans, uh, let's get into um, What If. What If episode one focusing on um, on uh, Agent Carter. Um, we're going to be very, very spoiler-free, even though I think it'd be silly to be spoiler-free on this one since it kind of pretty much just copies uh, another product that you've probably seen before. But um, the whole premise well, of What If yeah. is um, it focuses on the wider multiverse of the DC universe. And that's perfect coming... Uh, DC? Marvel Universe, sorry. DC. Could you imagine <laughs> Could you imagine Marvel doing a DC story? Uh, so uh so this is perfect given off of you know just ending of loki and the whole revelation that they've caused the birth they caused the birth the rebirth of the multiverse and so it's like it, it asks the question what if in another reality you look left instead of right right what if iron man never became iron man what if the hulk um became a bigger monster it's like any story like that when there's been a long run of comic books that deal with this kind of thing so this specific one uh this opening episode focuses on agent carter that what if uh steve rogers did not come get into the chamber and become captain america something went wrong and agent carter had to step in in his place and become the super soldier in place like off the off the top, I really, really like this episode. I love the animation. I think it has a very unique style that you'll either like or not, not like. Um, I think some of the uh, physical animations need a bit of work, and I don't know whether they're going to solve that in the late, late episodes because at times it, was, it felt a bit stiff. But when it came to the action, Ken, I don't know about you, but those scenes where she was fighting, they looked better, sh like better choreographed than the 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 captain america movie like i thought to myself yo what, what would, yeah what i would say about that mm -hmm. is um it, it's so much easier to get perfect takes yes when it is an animation right because you can go back and adjust it you can't go back and adjust you know chris evans kick you can if you want to waste the budget kick. if you want to waste a, few, a, a couple of millions on, on some 3d animation yes yeah for sure not even that on um, reshoots and even yeah even, especially on reshoots because yeah. that's rife in in the industry um i would say with especially with the uh one shot type of shots mm -hmm. that we see uh following captain carter from kicking off, especially uh, one particular scene yes where she's in the thick of the war and she does a whole sequence traveling through uh objects and then <laughs> punching everyone at least once right. before jumping out and doing a devastating amazing action role yes <laughs> in the middle of the air you know what I mean? Like you, those things are probably one of the highlights of uh, the series right. in terms of like what's beautiful and, and, and creative about it. Mm -hmm. And I know we've talked about this in the past where like we, we try and separate uh, the story of what's happening from all the other beautiful things that happen in a show or movie. Yeah. So how good was the uh, uh, the visuals? It's what we're talking about now. And bloody hell, like to, to the point where I was like, oh, wait. I, I got reminiscent that that's that's what it felt like it felt like i was reminiscing 
about so many different scenes from the actual Captain America film because they lifted it and recreated them, recreated a lot of those scenes almost verbatim. Uh, and it was a, a welcome entry. And that's what made me realize one particular thing about this series. This is a fan series. Simple as. It's, it's a fan series. If you're a fan of the universe, about all the films, about everything, this is perfect for you. Because it get, uh, that's where it gets into some one particular criticism I have of this What If series. Because it's a, I think it's an anthology. I don't know if all the other episodes are set in the same particular universe or if it's different what if, what if universes but it feels like it's going to be an anthology series and comparing this anthology series to other mm-hmm. uh, anthology series like black mirror yeah or even live uh love uh live die uh uh is it love it, die robot uh love death and robots love death and robot yeah you know those are very self-contained stories yeah. that felt well paced and well put together this first episode the pacing is almost as if no no not almost as if it was exactly as if they were trying to cram in the entire captain carter film because it was heavily lifted from the captain america first avenger film into one half an hour episode and it it was very very telling like a lot of things that i'd wish they lingered on Mm -hmm. which they couldn't because it would have become longer yeah they didn't and yeah so that's probably the only criticism I'd say of this. I, I didn't truly notice. I mean, I felt it, but I didn't care too much right. because I'm a fan of the uh, MCU. Yes. But anyone else coming into this that isn't a fan of the MCU was like, what the hell is this? Right. Why, why are they speeding through the story? It did, it did feel like happened. it was on the fast forward, skip, skip, skip yeah. button. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. I can't disagree with you. The pacing was it was very accelerated. Personally, I know we spoke about this. You felt that it should have been like maybe a, a 45 minute episode. Um, Exactly. I think 100%. I think that would have been cool. I think for me, I would have preferred it that if they're going to be doing this with different characters as we go along, I think it should have been two to three episodes, even if they stuck to 20 minutes long two to three episodes and i guess that still works out to be 45 minutes anyway but i think the kind of i like i like what disney plus is doing because it's like and the same thing amazon does is like dropping episodes weekly it builds this conversation i miss this i grew up with this as a kid right you know we kind of lose this a little bit with uh, the bingeable tv um where we're so kind of like Oh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Don't talk about the whole season because it, it dropped. It's like you can't even talk about a single episode because it'll be a spoiler. Whereas now it's like it's, a, it's kind of incentivized conversation. We still have it to some degree with things like Game of Thrones when it was on because that was still dropping weekly. So people loved talking about what they just watched with the people that they watched them with them because you have that room uh, to watch it within. Everybody knows it's on at this time. Watch it while it's hot. Mm. So we can talk about it afterwards. And I kind of like the fact that it's dropped weekly. Um, so if it was... I prefer it, to be honest. Yeah, you know, and I know some people don't, and I fully understand, you know, binge, we've, been, we've, been, we've been blessed with bingeable TV and, you know, BAME Netflix. Uh, but I like, I, I would have preferred it if it was like, one, a full 30 minutes in terms of content, right? Not like that 20 minute stuff and 15 minutes of, of credits, but like a full 30 minutes of content. And it was actually yeah. three episodes. And by the end of it, it's an hour and a half. So it almost would have been like her own movie. Yeah. And I would have loved that. Yeah. Um, an alternative mm-hmm. would have been, because we can either make it longer. Yeah. 
or we can just give her one amazing scene. Right. And I've seen this with um, different anthologies right. where, um, or even shorts on YouTube mm-hmm. where they're not trying to tell a full story. They're just trying to show a very, very, very mini arc yeah. in a very short uh, uh, sequence of events. Yeah. And it would have been great just to see, okay, it's now Captain Carter. Here's the exact same situation Steve Rogers had. How'd you deal with it? Right. And then bam, 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 bam. 12 minutes, she deals with it. And it's an amazing scene. Yeah. I, and then boom, end of it. I almost would have loved it if, even within that what if, like rather than just being mm. that one thing d- different, if there was more than one thing different. Imagine like it was what if like she became uh, the super soldier, but also she didn't have Red Skull as the villain. What if Red Skull never existed and there was somebody else that was running Hydra and her story is completely different. Granted, the crescendo of the episode ends up being completely different to Steve Rogers' one, right? They do link it yeah. up in terms of like the whole disappearance of it all, but like that that mm. that crescendo at the end is completely different, which I really liked. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how they handle the the, the next few what ifs. Like I'm looking forward to the T'Challa uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one. Uh, because that's a great yeah. opportunity since it's like in space. He couldn't he could literally not even form the Guardians, right? We from the trailers, I don't think I've seen the other Guardians. So he could be Star Lord. It's a Ravenger. And he's doing his own adventures, which I'm excited to see on that aspect. Where they go with the rest of this. Yeah. I think if I, I just hope it's not rushed as well. Hope it's not rushed and I hope that it's not trying to do beat for beat, but from Tatala's point of view of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's uh wrap it up with uh Titans episode one to three. I'm gonna be short on this because my opinions are very, very simple. I know you got some complex feelings about it. Uh, it's three episodes um of Teen Titans. Well, not Teen Titans, the Titans. For people that don't know, Titans is um it's kind of a mature retelling of the Teen Titans comic book. Uh, it, if you're a fan of the cartoons whether it be Teen Titans or Teen Titans Go this is not it, this is very different it's got a lot of the characters from it uh, some characters are not there like Cyborg um, but it's kind of like imagine Zack Snyder's uh, Titans, that's what I think the vibe that they were going for especially with season 1 there's a lot of swearing in it I don't really mind the swearing I feel like given the fact that these people are vigilantes out on the streets very much like mostly human most of them um well to be honest only one of them is human and that's uh dick um it would make sense that you know you're putting your life on the line you're not going to be worried about being oh shucks golly you know you're going to be like you know dropping f-bombs here and there but i know how you feel about that um but talking about these three episodes i'm going to just whip them out because i'm not going to go beat for beat um for the overall I've been a fan of Titans. The only thing I haven't been a fan of is how they choose to end their final episodes. They always end very, very poorly. Uh, for anybody who hasn't watched it, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but they do really, really well in terms of character development, taking certain characters and say, hey, we're flipping them from how they are in the comic books and we're going to do our version. So if you're looking for the comic books, go read them. We're doing a different take on these, comic bo- uh, these characters and I appreciate it. Um, what I don't appreciate is basically completely abandoning that and say screw it we're just gonna blow it up in the end and not do it with anything that's actually earned 
Now, with these uh, episode, uh, three episodes of um, episode, sorry, these three episodes of season three, um, I I really enjoyed them as a whole. Great action, great character stuff. They're kind of linking in things that happened from previous seasons. The band's got um, gotten back together, you know, over a shared tragedy, and they're trying to figure things out and figure out this new menace that's come to to Gotham. That's literally wreaking massive havoc in a in a crazy way that they've never seen before. Only to find out this revelation is like it's actually something that's closer to home. Um, I appreciate what they've done with the storytelling, given that they want to have their own take on it. The only thing I don't appreciate is that a lot of the stuff that happens in terms of the big twists do not feel mm. earned. They feel expedited, fast forwarded in the same way as Captain Carter, but granted there's only three episodes of you know possibly i'm going to say a 13 episode season uh my hope is is just the nature of us just whipping out one two three back to back uh maybe if we was watching them one after the other there would have been more intrigue um but the structures doesn't seem there for it um i'm saying a lot of ums <laughs> i'm not french uh what I'm hoping for is that yes, you are. a lot of questions that just seem to be lingered because there's some things happening with characters like Starfire. She's having some weirdness going on with her powers and the motivations of the main villain seems non-existent. He's just a villain right now because he's a villain. I hope there's a payoff with that. Often is the case with a lot of this stuff. The payoff is never, ever earned. I hope that is because for my gatherings, it's not going to be what we expect, right? In terms of like, we've seen this character before in terms of the villain in other products, like an animated movie. Uh, he's a bit closer to what he is in the comic books, but the comic books had the benefit of the doubt that they had several issues to give you that crescendo of why he is the way he is. And I think for better or for worse, the show is trying to follow that format. I don't know. It's okay for now. I'll give it a solid 7 out of 10 if we are to rate it. We don't really rate things here. But just to give you like a ballpark uh, to see whether it goes up or down from there, we need to see mm. where it goes. Ken, you, you, you wrap us up with your analysis because I know you want to you wanna really get in those guts. Come on. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to be polite only because I, I don't like judging something before it's had its chance to tell a story. Right. We're still at the beginning of the season. Um, quite frankly, the beginning of the season, uh, just like with any any show or any film there's a lot of good there's a lot of good in it. Yeah. there's a lot of things that i like i've always loved the casting of uh, dick grace yes um i think he's got the perfect face for it he's got the perfect height and he's got a nice build mm -hmm. his acting is not too bad with it yes you know the 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 graphics i think they're doing the best that they can with what they have right so i'm i'm not too mad at the graphics yeah. and I, I really do enjoy a lot of the elements from mm -hmm. it now we, we've talked a little bit about you know how things translate from comics to uh to films or to series yeah. and i am i'm not too fussed about people making changes as long as the change is good mm -hmm. and when i say good i mean in terms of okay it's actually added more to the story or maybe they've completely removed the story or ultra-upped it up to a point where it's not necessarily all that recognisable, but at least they do something interesting with it. They're like, okay, cool, to new people that haven't watched this before, this is actually quite nice. Um, right now, I don't see... Because they're, they're adapting a very, very famous 
uh, story from the comics in Titans yes. right now. Or one of the elements of the stories, because there's a B plot and I think there's a bit of a C plot in it as well. Mm-hmm. But the main A plot, they're adapting one particular part from it. And so far, I find it so hard to get behind it. Right. And I'm not saying that as a fan, feeling like, oh no, the comic book is superior, all the other inter- uh, interpretations are superior. Just from a basic storytelling uh, perspective, when I see what they're doing with it, I'm like, all right, the next three episodes better give me something else mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to, to better explain this because um, because we've seen changes with this type of team over, over the years. We've seen it with Young Justice. We've seen it with Teen Titans. Right. Um, we've seen it a little bit with Justice League where they do take a bit of liberties with stories, yeah. but they, they, they put their own creative spin on it. So Teen Titans, the animation is the closest to this and they have adapted some of the plots in that uh, to, to great effect, mm-hmm. especially in the previous season. Um, but with this story that they're, that, that they're putting through with it, I, I find myself sighing and rolling my eyes a lot, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, what was, and, and it's because of one particular thing. And that's what I'm not going to get too crazy with this mainly because of, okay, I get behind characters. I, I, I get with them. If I understand their motivation, right. I can see why the Titans are together. I can see what their motivation is. Uh, f- even from the beginning scene when they're taking down some people, whatever, that's fine. But with this particular storyline that I'm talking about, the character that it's surrounding, I don't get their motivation. And some of the things that they are are doing compared to how they were literally three seconds ago, yes. I can't think of a motivation that pushed them over. Just like you were saying about like, Older's being villainous right now yeah. and we cut, we don't see what it is. That's why I'm being nice about it because this ain't three episodes and then the season's finished. No, it's the first three episodes of the season. So I'm praying that it does give me a better reason for some of the things that happen in the show. Um, besides that, you know, like I, I do want to talk about some spoiler stuff uh, probably in a different episode, but um, I, I do enjoy some of the things that they've done. Um, some of the consequences that came out of this show, I, I, I am hurt from some of these consequences, but also, you know, like it's, it's whatever the writing, um, I've noticed something about every single season of the show, Mm -hmm. every single season, the B slash C plot of all these shows, um, there's always a character that has issues with their powers. Right. And sometimes the issues cause issues within the actual dynamic of the team. Yeah. To the point where it's like, okay, cool. We now have to stop taking out the villains to deal with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it, it seems quite prevalent. I feel like it's part of their formula. All right, cool. We're going to flip a coin. Who's going to be next? I guess Dick Grayson was a bit nuts in the previous season as well. Mm-hmm. But then we've also had Raven go a bit nuts. We have uh, Garfield go a bit nuts. We've had Starfire go a bit nuts. We're, we're literally just going around uh, the characters. I think the idea is to portray these superpowered people and also these non-superpowered people that just have to be human but really particularly uh, quite good at particular skills, make them as flawed as possible. Because you saw it with uh, Dove and Hawk. Yes. Um, with his brother. Yes. You saw it with his uh, love interest. You saw it with all of them. They, they've they all had issues. And I think the anytime that you have a power, they try and factor in your power as adding to one of your flaws and trying to make a story out of mm-hmm. it. Um, and in this season, so far, it seems to be 
uh, Starfire. Right. I think Garfield has gotten over his problems from the previous season. Well, he's got what, he's what got different problems. How he overcomes that in this season? He's got different because... problems. He's got problems of. He's got different problems. We're waiting from one. We're waiting for one thing mm-hmm. of Beast Boy. We're waiting for this one thing. Season three, we're waiting for him to do this one thing. Yeah. And he still ain't done it yet. And I know they're trying to build it up or try and make sure that enough of the season has happened before they reveal it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think that's more or less it. Um, I mean, the, the 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 universe or the world that this was set in, it does it doesn't feel like you know previous previous iterations of this team or this universe. Uh, you're absolutely right when it becoming more Zack Snyder-ish and quite dark. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't really see it with uh, Teen Titans. You didn't really see it with Young Justice. Young Justice is probably the closest, but it's still quite lighthearted. DC sometimes is quite lighthearted. But with this, it does feel uh, very dark, more closer to The Boys or even Invincible in terms of how how gritty and how messed up some things get. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, I can't judge an entire season based on three episodes. You know, there's been episodes of shows that we've talked about on this podcast, like uh, WandaVision, that like, eh, not quite great. But then there was a payoff later on in the season. And, you know, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that with the show. Right. So I'm going to hold back my judgment right now. I'm at OK. It's an OK show. Yeah. It's an OK show or it's an OK season so far. Yeah. So I'm not going to be too harsh with it. So far, it's not as yeah, bad yeah, as like The say. Flash. And um, so the, the Flash shouldn't have had his own show. I think, I think, you know, with, with the Flash, if if he doesn't insta solve problems in every single episode, mm-hmm. then what's the point of the Flash? But I understand why they gave him those limitations because they want to make a show out of this guy. I'm, It'll be boring. I'm not if he so, literally ran around and just solved problems in a Flash. I don't think that's no the issue intended. of the Flash because given like the comics being the same way in terms of like things need to be paced to tell a good story, right? You need an a, uh, ABC. You need a beginning, middle, and end. The problem with the Flash, Flash is the nonsensical, stupid storylines. You haven't watched the Flash in a very long time, Ken, but there's literally a recent storyline, yeah, over the last season, and this is the last thing I'll talk about this show because it's terrible, where... The Flash inadvertently, because he's losing his powers, he creates a new series of forces. So there's the Still Force, the 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 Sage Force, the Strength Force, and the uh the Slow Force. I don't know, but all of these forces inhabit these different people, right? Now, somehow through the genius of their writing, they say like because somehow Iris. And Barry created these forces by accident, but they've actually invaded people. They've somehow become the, these people, grown people, by the way. These people are all over, you know, the age of 20. And throughout the episode, they're referring them as mom and dad. Not because their mind's been altered or anything. The only explanation they have is that you gave birth to these powers. These powers are on me. So you must be my mom and dad. Even though they actually uh, have mom and dad. Okay. That's the level of writing okay. that the writers have in Flash right. right now. They actually don't care. Okay, we've reached the bottom of the bar- barrel oh. where all the black burnt bits are being scraped Dude, off. They, they, they <laughs> broke through the bottom of the barrel and are scra- scraping oh the God. gravel underneath it and say, like, oh, look, we still have rice. These, these grains of stone, it's delicious. Mm, that's, that's painful. Yeah. Um, but we digress. Mm-hmm. I I think you know I'm still excited about some of the things that are going to be happening soon with 
uh, t- uh, TV. Well, not TV. I keep saying TV. Like, TV's a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I watch things on my TV, but it's not being broadcast by a TV network. Uh, but a lot of things are coming out very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know The Witcher uh, animated film yes. is coming out soon. I know there's going to be a Star Wars anthology mm-hmm. dropping very, very soon. My Lord. Like that's how you do an anthology. There's, uh, and I've it's something that I've been craving for years. And I've been I think I've said it on this podcast. I've told I've definitely told you, Tony. Like with Star Wars in particular, they need to leave Skywalker alone. They need to leave this family alone and tell other stories right. in this universe. Right. Because they built up a bloody not a planet, not a country, not a road, a an entire light year multiple light year spanning yeah. universe where so much things have happened that's why the Mandalorian in my opinion has done so well because they're like alright cool we're not held by the Star Wars uh, uh, Skywalker story too mm-hmm. tough even though there's elements of it but we're telling just our own story and I'm so for it so when I saw the trailer for this new by the way guys check it out if you haven't already the trailer for the new anthology Star Wars uh, series yeah. that's coming to Disney Plus soon it, it just shows us all the different parts of this universe and how people have adapted to a variety of different cultures uh different ways that people do things how lightsabers are adapted oh man it looks so good yeah it looks so good and it feels so refreshing so yeah that's that's one thing i would say uh that i'm definitely well two things that i'm definitely looking forward to uh the witcher and the star wars anthology series the one thing that i'm looking forward to is uh this new show off of this books uh this this comic book series that i i absolutely love to this day uh, it's called Ooh, Why the Last so. Man. Uh, it's a story of basically... Yep, yep. Um, society has been destroyed because um, a virus released and it killed every uh, person with the Y chromosome. And basically this guy called Yorick is literally the last man on the planet. Um, now there's a trailer to drop from it. I haven't seen it. I'm staying away from the trailer because I love this book series so much. Um thing that I want to touch on, which I'll probably talk deeper in a later episode, is that there's been um, stuff that's been coming out around it because it's one of the issues that the book had, which I never realized it when I, I read it at the time, um, but it's being brought up now and apparently the show addresses it, uh, is the fact that the show didn't take into account, tra- uh, the, sorry, the book, should I say, didn't take into account transgender people and apparently and i completely missed this in the book they actually make a uh, a slur against transgenders in the book um i'll probably have to read it again to actually really uh get my mind around it because i must have completely missed that when i read it um i think it's one of those one it's an interesting thing um me being obviously a comic book creator myself um it's it's curious because obviously it deals with the fact that it doesn't say every man died because every man died because they are man is that every man died because they had the Y chromosome. Now, if you, if the show kind of addresses the idea that like there would still be men in this world as, you know, as certain people that identify as men or non-binary, because obviously it doesn't deal with them. The book doesn't deal with non-binary as well. Um, then technically there will still be quote unquote men on the planet they just wouldn't have the y chromosome so that'll be an interesting thing to see how the show handles that um i think there's a bigger conversation to to be to be held there which we can table for when the show actually comes out and see how they handle it um 
but I think that's fascinating. I think it's a it's a it's a big one, right? Because I I've never thought to yeah. myself, do I have to create a character that's transgender or non-binary? Um, it's it's a it's a it's a very very curious one. Well, all I would want you to do, Tony, is to make a good story. That, that's the if thing, one of the right? Just happens to be that's the thing. But you you can anything. you can be it's it's reached a point now that like the the absence of it is automatically construed as the the exclusion of it um i think it's a bigger mm. conversation that we should table for another time ken because i think it, it that can be a whole a whole conversation to be honest ken i think that'll be perfect to actually bring in some people uh maybe people that are not just strictly <laughs> men with the right chromosome to talk about i think um right uh we will discuss it and uh i think maybe we made this a bit more of a round table because I want to have other perspectives on this conversation. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think that's our episode, Ken. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to slip in there? Not in a sexual way? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm plugging stuff. Uh, by the way, yeah. guys, like I said, I'm a math teacher. I've been making math videos for quite a few years. Uh, I know this is a weird time to even mention it because, you know, exams ain't really happening right now. But I'm in the process of doing it and I remember it now. So, you know whatever it's what it's something that i do uh i'm my youtube channel is called uh o space and you learn so o and you learn uh and it's basically covers quite a few math topics in an animated creative and nice little way uh so yeah check it out i, I think it's you know a lot of videos online are very quick and very poorly presented uh, some are absolutely amazing i'm not trying to say that mine are you know eclipsing all those other videos but it's a nice little spin on how maths might be taught and I think people might appreciate it. So yeah, definitely check it out. That's Owen You Learn on YouTube. Check me out. You'll recognize my voice. Don't worry about it. Okay. So yeah, uh, thank you for joining us this week. We appreciate everybody that's actually, you know, comes and listens to us every week. You are the real MVPs and uh, hopefully we can count on you to evangelize for us and uh, get us out there. We've got plans to expand uh probably uh get ourselves on other platforms like youtube i'm still working on that life has been crazy uh and um plans to actually maybe um convert into more of a video podcast because i know a lot of you out there have given me feedback that you would love it to be a video podcast it, that's just not conducive at the moment given um the space that i currently occupy uh but maybe that can some that can be worked out in the future but um well my space is, might be changing very soon yes. so we might ken's space be might be then. changing soon and i'll be moving into his space not in a sexual way um so um it felt that way until well i was unsure but then you more or less confirmed it <laughs> bro stay away from me <laughs> all right all right uh so this is our episode guys we appreciate you we love you thank you for joining us this week you can find me on royal.majesty on instagram on uh on deck.podcast on instagram and on twitter and you can find ken on i am mr ken on instagram thank you and peace adios people <laughs>